welcome back to the Happy Pill Podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. I have got a very special guest. I can see her in the video, which you can't. She is jumping around. <laughs> she is excited. This is Steph Fuccio. Yay! Hello! Hello. Right. <laughs> yes, I pronounced it right. I did, I did, I did. Because we just literally talked about it five seconds ago. <laughs> so thank you so much, Steph, for coming on to the show. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. I have been wanting to talk about this for so long. So you are fulfilling a, a dream is a weird way to say it, but you are fulfilling something oh. I've been wanting to do. So thank you. Yay. I'm excited about that. So first, because you, you've been moving, where are mm -hmm. you right now? Yeah. To, right now I'm in Turin, Italy. Uh, it's I like to call it chocolate name is Torino. Uh, they had the Olympics here yes. a while ago and they're very famously known for their chocolate and it's <gasps> an hour from Milan. So whichever one of those resonate, that's that's where I am. I I resonate with chocolate. Yes. <laughs> so good. Giandula is like the original Nutella. It's what inspired Nutella and that was made here. That was created here. Which what is it called? Giandula. Giandula. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like it. It sounds really good. It's so very good. Okay. And so so you are in Italy, but mm -hmm. yet you don't sound Italian or not? I am the not. accent? Nope. Okay. That, and we're just gonna stop talking about that there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious because I was like, well, so what are you what are you doing over in Italy? If you don't yeah. mind me asking. It's fine. Um, my husband and I have been overseas for a gazillion years, like 20 plus years. Uh, and we just the short version is we moved from Asia where we were living for we're living and working for a very long time to Europe two months before the pandemic broke out. We were both job hunting and everything froze. So we've been spending the past three years digital nomading and working and trying to figure out how to base ourselves in one country as we were maneuvering around multiple countries. And that ends in two weeks. Okay, because yeah. now you're staying put. We not here, but the next place we are staying put. Okay. Yay. Mm -hmm. May I ask what you do for work that you're moving around globally? Yeah. A podcast. I think I just rebranded myself. Podcast strategist. Because I'm a podcast editor, but I also write about podcasting. I do like podcasting moderation for po the podcast community. I do a lot of different things within the space. So I think strategist is a much bigger umbrella that encompasses what I do. Yes, I like it because that's how I met you was on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to be picking your brain about a lot of stuff I think <laughs> in the future. Like I see your articles and everything I'm like, oh my God, that's so good. I just have to set that aside right now because oh, you. you get overwhelmed, right? I, I, yeah. With, with, my, with my PTS and stuff, I get overwhelmed. So it's just like, okay, one bit at a time, one bit at a time. Because as you there's know- There's so much. Yeah. There's so much. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, are you doing this? Are you automating? What about AI? What about this? I'm like, what are you mm -hmm. doing? I don't know. I just, I just need to talk and share my story. Exactly. And that's right. the heart of it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad you're focusing on that. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm working on it. So once again, thank you for coming on to the show because today we're going to be talking about some personal things for you. Like, like we know it's all about yep. mental health, you know, what's happening, what's going on. And most importantly, how are you healing it and working through it? So, you know, today you you wanted to talk about some anxiety and the menopause. Oh dear, here we come. Gen Xers, uh, yeah, me too. And panic attacks and things like that. So what you're going to be sharing I think a lot of people are going through, I think men mm -hmm. are going through a lot of menopause right now. Um, you know, how are men going to handle, you know, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. No, but oh. 
on some level, it, it isn't because a lot of them are connected. Well, uh, not a lot of them. Every man knows a woman that's going through or has gone through menopause. So it is not just a women's thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think men actually go through menopause, like physically, emotionally, they all them, themselves or a version of it? have a dip in testosterone, but it is nothing like the avalanche that happens to women. Oh, dear. I, I've got some friends going through it right now. I'm in like perimenopause, so I have mm-hmm. these like warming sensations. Mm-hmm. And I'm just totally manifesting. I'm like, no, this is going to be a smooth transition. Mm-hmm. Smooth transi- transition. And that's all I'm focusing on. So, gotcha. All right. Go, Steph. Take it away. Okay. What, uh, I need <laughs> questions. Question? I need questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What came, what came first, the, the chicken or the horse or something? No. Okay. Anxiety, menopause, <laughs> panic attacks. Are these all related or are these separate issues oh, that have affected man. you at different times? I have been trying to untangle that for three years, to be quite honest with you. And okay. I don't think I will ever know because the chronology, and I'll, I'll make this sort of quick, um, is when we... Just before we moved to Europe in January of 2020, I had a head injury that was the dumbest head injury known to man. Uh, I can't do anything normal. I literally fell over as I was leaving a, a chair at a restaurant onto a giant plant potter, like a, a like four like foot a tall giant, yeah. cera- not ceramic, but like stone thing. I fell sideways onto it. Oh and yeah, I mean, I didn't go unconscious. I went to the doctor and she was like that, but, but I didn't like nothing actually happened other than a bump. But a month after that, I started to have vertigo that I've never had in my life. And I had it pretty much every few weeks for at least a year and a half. And I went to all kinds of doctors. I had an MRI. I mean, I had so much stuff done after we moved to Europe. I was just like, we got to figure this out. It's my brain. I did something to my brain. And I just, that combined with the pandemic started the downward spiral of the anxiety and the panic attacks and all this stuff I've never experienced in my life before. And it was it was intense. <laughs> but I'm not sure. That, but then after all of that, I realized I was also starting the biggest part of the menopausal transition right about the same time I started having panic attacks. So I don't actually know if the dip in estrogen was what caused the dizziness, which is why I fell, making it a slightly less stupid head injury, (laughs) or if it was the other, uh, yeah, or if the stress of it caused something. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what started what, but I know it all fit off each other. Yeah, they all... They all kind of bleed into one another. Yeah. Yeah. Is is what it sounds like. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Like Thank my partner you. has experienced vertigo. She's probably gonna be upset at me by this because every time I talk to someone in an interview, I'm like, oh my partner has that. Oh, my partner has that. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of outing her. <laughs> like because she's had vertigo as yeah. well. Um, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it was COVID related. Mm-hmm. But it's terrible. It was a terrible experience. Terrible. Entirely. Yeah. And did you do any, um, cause I know that you have to do some exercises like tilt the yeah. head, do it this way, get the crystals in the ear. Yes. Going. The Epley maneuver. And that, that finally did work to shorten my episodes. Cause I would tend to have them and they would last about three days. And so every time I would tilt a certain way for a few days, they would happen, but they'd be less severe and quicker and easier if I did the Epley and they would go away after like a day versus the three days. So the, mm-hmm. the Epley did help, which is why I didn't think it was menopause. for long That's why I, yeah, it's just, it's very confusing, but ultimately, I mean, it's been, 
I think about a year now since I've had any. Okay. But okay. I don't any uh any more vertigo, but it was so frequent that I don't mm. I keep telling myself now that even if it happens again, I'm fine because I've got the tools to deal with it. I've got lots of mind work I can do if I start to freak out over it. And I know there's right. nothing wrong because I had so much testing done. <laughs> right. And and nothing came up as a concussion? No, nothing. Interesting. Nothing at so all. The loss of, so it was like a loss of balance. D- did you trip over something? The chair I was on was like half stable and half kind of like Mm. above the stair and what happened is I just I I don't even know how because it happened so fast I just lost my balance and went down that one stair and straight into the pot potted plant and thank goodness I hit myself in a place that wasn't bad like the doctor was like you seriously could have done so much more damage an inch this way an inch that way that kind of thing and I was like okay I'm lucky, but I'm still a little freaked out because my head's got this giant bump. <laughs> yeah. It feels like yeah. as soon as women start to hit that perimenopausal age, we should start wearing helmets. Right? <laughs> or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Maybe that'll help us. I'm not too sure. Because um, well, oh, I've never had the best balance or... Um, no, I've just I've never had the best balance to begin with. So combine that with all the other hormonal changes, I, I'm kind of walking around like this a lot of the time, just kind of like touching spaces, like I'm not going to fall again. I'm not going to fall again. <laughs> Bracing yourself. So yeah. So what was happening then during COVID that would bring up some anxiety and everything? Because you're not the only one. It seemed like yeah. COVID really did a number yeah. on with depression and anxiety and everything. Well, the combination of trying to figure out what was why my vertigo was happening, like what damage did I do to my brain, which was none, but I didn't know that. Then we had just transplanted ourselves from a somewhat stable expat life to trying to reposition ourselves in Europe. So we were financially and housing unstable. Uh, We were safe and we had savings. That's why we did what we did. But because we have never lived through a pandemic, (laughs) we were uncertain as to what was going to happen. And so like I was trying to keep informed But the more I learned about what was happening, the more I was terrified that it was going to be years and years and years of us not working. And we didn't have that much savings to cover that. So it was it was a lot of uncertainty. And then it was a lot of isolation. I'm not good isolated. And although I had my husband, who is a wonderful human being, he is not a lot of people. Yeah, Um, he's not enough. He's not (laughs) enough. I I mean, he knows that. He knows I'm a gregarious person. So I just... It was it was a lot of fear, isolation, uncertainty. It was and it just kind of started building and, and you know how anxiety feeds off of itself. Oh yeah. It's it's that co-emergence that my therapist kind yeah. of talks about. You know, once you have those thoughts, then it creates those feelings. Those yes. feelings then create more thoughts. Yes. And then it becomes this cycle. Right. Exactly. And so they feed off of one another and yep. yeah, and and especially during a time of isolation and then also masking, it's like you can't mm-hmm. even have like proper communication with anyone because now it's like what we're doing, right? Like, well, obviously you're across seas anyway, but you know, it then becomes all this video conferencing and it's, it's a little different. It's very different. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. So what was starting to happen then? Like, cause how was your anxiety starting to to increase then? Was it because of lack of people? Um, I think it was all the fear and the lack of people and everything. And I didn't even know what was happening to be quite honest with you. I just started having these symptoms that I thought again was because of the 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 head trauma <laughs> and oh my gosh the the tingling up my spine the the brain uh kind of pressure because uh. when I get 
uh, like an anxious moment or even when a panic attack comes on. I mean, now they're super fast. They're like a little tiny little lightning bolt, but they were like that intense kind of tunnel visioned, like tons of bodily symptoms that feel like something's going wrong. It didn't yeah. feel like a heart attack to me because I've never had a fear yeah. of a heart attack. I don't have a family history of that, but it mm-hmm. felt like a closing in and a rapid paced kind of like really strong discomfort with did a you lot ever, of... Did oh, you ever feel like you wanted to die? Like, because I know when I've had panic attacks, oh, yeah. that's what it feels. I feel like, oh, that's it. Yeah. It, it. This is my death. And it freaks me out. And I'm, I'm like grabbing my chest because I feel like either my lungs are going to completely stop, yeah. yeah, you know, or yeah, or the heart or something. And it's just so intense. Like it literally bolts me up. Uh, yes. in, in my bed. Not as, not like they do in TV. Like that's, <laughs> that's like, that I seems that. slightly different. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Well, I would wake up like completely sweated out and then I would like jump, like jump up, which was bad because the vertigo mostly happened when I would go from <sighs> lying down to sitting up. So I would like jump up and if I was in a vertigo moment, I would also have the vertigo and be dealing with the panic <laughs> attack at the same time. Oh my God. I mean, I'm laughing now, but it was awful. Like I would just kind of like, hold on to the bed waiting for the vert for the vertigo to stop thank god it was mostly five seconds i learned yeah. to count to five and just to breathe but the the sense of doom when nothing was happening that was the hardest part of the panic attacks for me mm. it was um just this this heavy sadness and fear when nothing was around like nothing was wrong but it would just right. hit me like a lightning bolt and it was just this intense it just really intense fear of nothing. Yeah. It, nothing that you recognized. Yeah. It was all internal. It was, it was uh, clearly feeding off of my thoughts of what might happen in the future, mm-hmm. but there was nothing physically anywhere that was happening. It was mm-hmm. all just this, especially when I woke up in the middle of the night, there's nothing happening. I was sleeping or trying mm-hmm. to sleep. Right. Yeah. So nothing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Cause yeah, I think mine I think mine are certainly triggered because I have such a deep sense of fear of sleeping at night, right? Ooh. There's no safety there, right? This yeah. is all trauma based. Yeah. And so having that, that's because that's when mine would usually happen. I would yeah. try to go to sleep and then I I just can't, my mind is so hypervigilant, yeah. you know? So, it, so very interesting. So how are you dealing with that? Like what tools were you using to kind of get Ooh. yourself out of that? Well, I had to hit a rock bottom where... I, I didn't know what was happening. Like I thought I was, again, just having symptoms from the head trauma. And I got to a point where I was just kind of like going a little bit. I don't want to say going crazy, but I was going, I, I just, I was so like, like out of my own skin that my husband found like a, a hotline of like yeah. a, yeah. a mental health hotline. And we were in Berlin, Germany at the time. And I'm still shocked to this day that the person I talked to, like they were very calm and they did kind of soothe me until the panic attack stopped, but they weren't versed at all on panic attacks and anxiety. And they didn't even know, like I was physically describing everything that was happening and how I felt. And they had no idea that it was a panic attack. Yeah. What? How would they not know that? I don't know. Maybe it's not common in Berlin. (laughs) I don't. Well, I mean, there, it, it is kind of a rave culture, so they might be more familiar with like overdoses or like things happening with like mm. drugs going wrong. Maybe I don't know. It just seemed like okay. such a huge oversight. 
to... Well, I, I'm wondering if that's more of a North American thing. Who knows? Like, I never thought no. of it, like, geographically. I don't think so. I wouldn't I think so really either. I don't think so. Maybe I it was mean, just the person who who just at that time, you I know, wasn't so. aware. Yeah. But what a massive oversight to not have them trained. And I, I've, I've often thought I would love to... Uh, to call back and go, hi, can, can I leave these resources for you guys for when the next time somebody calls for that? That's a handy idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like three years later now. I mean, it took me a while to get to the point of like knowing what it was and dealing with it and then have that thought of, oh, wait, what if somebody else calls and needs that there? But yeah. So, yeah. so you just, you, you get back to breath. Like, is it presence? You just get back into presence? Yeah. Well, I actually ended up finding like somebody mentioned panic attacks. And so I started to research panic attacks and I don't like researching medical stuff because it just sends me <laughs> down the rabbit hole. But right. for that, I saw that so many of the symptoms are what I was doing. And I, so I started to YouTube and I started to look in podcast apps and I started to look for facts because I was like, okay, if this is what's happening to my brain, I can educate my way out of this, right? And so I ended up finding a panic attack course. I love panic attacks is the name. And I swear wow. that's what got me out of the hole. It took months and it was the most brilliant course because he time released it. Even though it's all remote and you don't actually talk, there's no community for obvious reasons. But he would only, like once you bought it, you would get once a week, they would time release the next part of the course. And he's like, if you finish it, go back and do it again before the next week. Because I'm not letting you have it all too soon. You have you to do this slowly. Do you have to, do you still have that information? Can you send oh, it to me? We could put it in the show yeah. notes. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, I can. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Called, I love panic attacks. It <laughs> so is. Like, I don't. It is. And I found it because he had YouTube videos pointing to the course and yeah. then the course and he has a money back guarantee. And it was this man who had... And he was over in Europe, which is why I think he was in Amsterdam. I don't remember where he was. Oh, neighbor. But he wasn't far from where I was. Yeah. yeah. And he had panic attacks for 17 years until he figured out how to, to do the system that he uh, that he was teaching. And wow. then and then he didn't. And it was so it was so methodical and it was so reassuring. Like he talked about the longest you can have a panic attack for is 20 minutes and the different symptoms that different people have. And it just, it was very logical, but also very gentle and understanding. And it came mm -hmm. with the meditation. Interesting. And I have to disagree on the 20 minutes because I mm -hmm. had one last for three hours. Ah! And, and that, yeah, this was at Christmas in 2021. Yeah. And it was just insane. That yeah. was my, I was ready to, yeah. to end it all and my whole life. And then those sensations yes. lasted for three weeks. See, so, and that's the thing is, because he was talking about physiologically the actual peaks and whatever of the panic attack can be 20 minutes. But I was on a couch for like days with yeah. that fear coming through me. Yeah. And he was saying that's generalized anxiety disorder. I don't care what you call it. Yeah. It's awful. Horrible. <laughs> it is because what yeah. you're thinking about, what you're feeling in, in that moment, that's mm -hmm. what's real. And, yes. you know, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not timing that to uh, 20 minutes because mine was three hours of that yeah. peak intensity, which was crazy. And then, yes, for the oh next few gosh. weeks, yeah. it would be up and down, up and down. So it would be daily, these these panic yeah. attacks. And and I was, I could notice it in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to, I'm going crazy. I'm going yeah. crazy. Okay. Look, uh, let me touch something. Okay. I can feel my hands. Yeah. I feel my, I'm, I'm looking across, um, you know, I'm seeing the coffee table and the, the you know, the dinner yes. table and, and my, my partner had those little poppets, you know, those little hand <gasps> poppet things. So you just yes. pop this little bubble on one yeah. side and then you flip it over and you pop it again. 
to yes. distract my mind from going mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And I had to bring in so much presence, like yes. eating my food. I was like, that was it. I didn't have any chocolate, which was amazing. That didn't stay. But so I would eat <laughs> like really clean and healthy and I was yeah. tasting everything. Yeah. I had to be so hyper focused mm -hmm. while having a panic attack to, to reduce it and just to see, am I going to survive this? Mm -hmm. I had a, right. a inflatable yoga ball thingy. And one of the things that would stop me or would calm me down is to just like bounce on it. Like ah, methodic okay. movement um, helps. And right. oh, that that sound thing where they go from one ear to the next. Ah, yes. By binaural beats. Yes. That helped right. me as well. Um, but But because I had gotten so bad, it took doing all of these things for like weeks and, and months. I mean, it started to get better and better and better, but it took months for all of it to kick in where most of my day wasn't like meditating or doing mind work or doing like, I, I just, my days got consumed with trying not to have anxiety and panic attacks. Right. Like it was just, it just got so like, it was just all my whole day. Yeah. At that yeah. point. Yeah. Because it, ta it does not only just take up so much time, mm -hmm. it takes up so much energy. So much. Because yeah. even the like, crash is exhausting. Yes, I mean, everything is exhausting. Is. Yeah. Yeah, every, like, having such an intense moment, you know, and that could even just be, like, crying if, you know, mm -hmm. if you need to release or something, you're having this really intense cry, and it's like, I am so drained, you know, I drink a yeah. lot of water because I need to replenish, you know, but it, honestly, having those moments and doing the healing work mm -hmm. is very energy-consuming. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But it, at the beginning, even doing like the the mind work, it, I would still get like kind of like shoots of lightning kind of panic attacks like during yeah. them. It's like it wow. would help. It would go by quicker or it'd be gentler, but yeah. it would still happen while I was like all relaxed and trying to be peaceful and it was working and I felt like myself kind of you loosen up a little and boom, it would come back. And it took wow. a long time of retraining my brain because I had gotten to the point where it was just like firing and firing and firing and firing. Right. So yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. Uh, one tool I found that helped at, at times was what's called brain entrainment, Ooh. which is, um, yeah, which is actually quite similar. So there was one thing that I had from my chiropractor and it, so it had headphones just like mm -hmm. I'm wearing right now, but then it also had goggles on yeah. there. And so not only are you listening to the audio, again, the binaural beats and yeah. setting up those frequencies to get your brain back in balance, but then the lights, you have to keep your eyes closed the lights would flash with these pulses. Oh, right. Oh no. And so, yeah, it, it depends, right? So you can change yeah. the, the brightness level of, uh, of the pulses, but between the combination between the light pulsations and the binaural beats, huh. it'll start to create what's called this brain entrainment where yeah. your brain is being trained to calm down instead of going into that beta, which I'm usually at that, 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 go, 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 go. It'll take you into like theta and alpha yeah. or is it alpha and theta, which are the calmer, states. Wow. So, um, so there can be brain entrainment as well. You don't yeah. necessarily have to do the lights, especially if you're yeah. like photosensitive, you know, but you can That's have me. the, yeah, yeah, you can have the audio and there's a yeah. lot of programs. Like I use a free app called insight timer mm -hmm. and that has a lot of, um, free meditations in there that mm -hmm. does have like the binaural beats and yeah. everything for meditation. Yeah. So is, oh, do you use any of that? I use so much. Um, I, so I was using the meditation that came with the panic attack course. And then I found Ziva meditation, Z-I-V-A. Oh, okay. Um, and 
oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. I consumed so many of her books and meditations and things for a while. And then I, I, I tried different things. And I found some of the binaural beats. And then I found that water sounds, specific water sounds, mm. it can't be any water sounds. Rain doesn't do it for me, but oceans and rivers and lakes ah, do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they have to be pretty healthy, moving water sounds. Those really help me. Um, and then I found Tara Brock, who is just amazing. Right. <laughs> My yeah, my therapist brought um, recommended her book. What mm-hmm. I'm reading right now was it Radical Acceptance? Yes, yeah. I, I did a podcast just just an episode on Radical Acceptance yes. just for one. Like I'm like halfway through the first chapter because I was like poof, hit me in the head kind of yeah. thing. Got to read it, and then I, I haven't been able to get back into it because it, for me it's in pieces. But what yeah. what is she providing for you? Humor and calmness and everything. I mean, she's a trained uh, Buddhist monk and she still has like a an East Coast edge to her that's really funny. That's yeah. very like, of course, things are really, really horrible. Ha ah, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to describe. There's like, you'd think somebody who had done that much meditation would be so calm that they wouldn't even admit like, yeah, to man. like things being wrong. Yeah. But she's like still that- got like a, a spunky side to her that's really interesting so i really like that because i feel like i can relate to that whereas the always calm nothing uh nothing ruffles your feathers thing i don't i'm never gonna get there <laughs> yeah i i don't know i don't know if that can i don't know if that's my reality either like you know my therapist who recommended like he's like mm-hmm. so chill yeah you know? and and i'm like like dude how did you even get there <laughs> you know and he's like and he said to me and this is actually in that episode he's like i wanted um my need to be peaceful mm-hmm. outweighed my need to be right so he oh. that's yeah right oh. see you did that too you did the turtle you did like whoa because i will never get over the need to be right <laughs> right right exactly like it's yeah it can be really challenging because yeah. I know like I'm like that because for me it's trauma. So I'm a control mm-hmm. freak because if I'm a control mm-hmm. freak and perfectionist, then I'm safe because then no one will hurt me. But then I've got this massive barrier, right? Uh, and when he said that, I was like, oh, that's so true. Am I there yet though? Oh. So it's a process, yeah, right? But that's, you know, that's how he did it. Yeah. And, it, you know, certainly through Tara Brock and her book. And and you got a few of her books or I don't even know how many she has. I've never even read her books. I've, I've downloaded oh. the Radical Acceptance one, but I haven't. I mostly just listen to her podcast. And I didn't it, even realize she had a podcast. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's literally a Tara Brock podcast. And she goes between short meditations, about 20 minutes, and then these lectures that she gives. Or lectures is the right thing. which Whatever Sessions? presentations or... Okay, it's to like big groups, it sounds like, and the okay. audio is not so amazing, but they're so good. They're just so good. And those are more like an hour long. And then sometimes there's like Q&A from the audience, that kind of thing. But it's so good, especially the shorter meditations. They're just, yeah. there's one favorite one that I have. There's two that she have that if you search under her podcast for Letting Go, Oh, they okay. are right amazing because, like you, I am also a control freak, and ah, and and yeah. and that causes grief sometimes. So I yeah. I'm, I run to Tara and go, Tara, remind me that I don't have to control this. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. Oh, such a work in process, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that is amazing. Oh, yeah. So we've already got some good resources <laughs> coming up for the listeners, which is great. So we've got a few minutes left. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we I want to just touch basically just on uh, menopause right now. How, how yeah. is that affecting you? Because it was, um, uh, you know, affecting your mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... It's hard to tease everything out between the anxiety, the, me- right. the legit medical crap as soon as I had the the fall and then the menopause. But I think some of the waking up in the middle of the night drenched, I think some of that were the hot flashes, mm. I think. Um, I don't know how much of it was, but I think that. But at this point, um, it's about three years into the worst part of the hot flashes and, and different symptoms and things. And I tried HRT for a while, the hormone replacement therapy for like eight, nine months. And then I'm, I'm not on it and I'm tempted to go back. So I, I've been trying out different things and I'm, I'm, I, I'm in a state where some days if I'm eating really clean and exercising and being a perfect human being, then I feel okay. And then if I veer a little bit, I, yeah. There's oh. no sh- there's no shield anymore once you're in that transition. Okay. It's you feel everything you do the consequence of everything you do. So, and I'm not quite sure that's good for me because <laughs> right. I'm not a perfect human being. So, I'm I'm back and forth. Mentally, I'm much stronger than 3 years ago because I've had to do so much mind work the whole time and I'm still right. pushing through because we've been moving like every 3 months for a year and a half. And that's, that's exhausting really hard. Yeah. And so we've been trying to go back to similar places. So at least there's that familiarity, but it's very hard. And I know the week before we go and the first week there, I'm going to be a little bit funkier. So I have all of my meditations ready and I'm, you know, doing a little more stretching and I I try to do a lot of stuff to push through it. But the menopause is way harder than I've ever heard anybody talk about. <laughs> my my wow. menopause is way harder with I, so I mean, many more symptoms than I ever knew. Yeah, and I'm I'm hearing that from uh, a few of my friends as well because mm-hmm. we're all kind of in that age range now and so I'm just I'm just I'm really manifesting now mm-hmm. that uh, because like I noticed my my body is shifting and I'm mm-hmm. just like everything's in balance. Going to focus on that and, and maybe it's my copious amounts of chocolate that are keeping things chill right now. <laughs> That's there what I go. like to think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go with that. So ladies, I just recommend like just chocolate, like just go binge out. It's okay. No, don't. Especially uh, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. You know what? There's no point in stressing about anything before it happens. I yeah. mean, it's probably yeah, better I, I didn't know because I would have been stressing over this and then I would have yeah. the stress of actually going through it. I mean, it'd be nice yeah. to have a little more information, but right. there's there seems to be a a push towards a lot more information, especially coming from the UK. There's a lot of podcasts and things on menopause and especially menopause and mental health and things like that coming from the UK Mm -hmm. right now, which is very spoiling for those of us that um, speak English because that's, you know, there's no language barrier there. Right. So, yeah. Wow. But it's it's something. (laughs) It's it's, Well, it's interesting. Let me, let me rephrase. Maybe it's not so cool. It's very warm. Mm -hmm. It's hot. (laughs) Let's just talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing. So we're kind of wrapping up uh, right now. Is there any final thing that you would like to offer as a wonderful 
piece of advice from your experience or a resource or anything you'd like to share? Yeah, two things. Uh, Yoga Nidra, you were talking about being present in your body. Yoga Nidra literally has you thinking about like different body parts, like this finger, this finger, this finger, this finger. Then you go through all of your body parts within like 20 to 30 minutes. And it's really grounding. Yoga Nidra. I've heard of it, never done it. You can find a whole bunch of YouTube. I I love YouTube. A whole bunch of YouTube videos that walk you through it. Um, And the second thing, my current meditation favorite is... um, Katie Kermitsos has a ton of different meditations. Sorry, you have to say that again. Katie Kermitsos. Yeah, I I can't spell that. But it's called uh, Morning Meditations for Women. And my husband and I actually do some of them together because (laughs) they're so good. Um, She addresses women specifically, but honestly, the meditations are so good. The music is good. It's a really quality, quality podcast. And I love that one so much. I listen to it every morning before I get out of bed, just so that morning anxiety chatter in my head gets a little bit dampened right before I even start my day. Awesome. That is beautiful. So there you go, friends. Look at all of this wonderful information. We'll jam pack the show notes with all of that <laughs> and links and and everything. But Stephanie Fuccio. i I still remembered after 40 minutes i still remembered (laughs) thank you so much for being on the show and anytime you want to come back and share some insight please do thank you i'll take you up on that yeah perfect that is awesome so friends thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time